practicing it as well, and over the years, my practice of yoga has grown stronger, and for many years it has been at the center of my professional and personal life. I ended up dedicating my whole professional life to recovering for Western practitioners, especially the amazing treasures of the spiritual heritage of yoga. If these talks will encourage you to start practicing yoga or to practice it more deeply, they will have fulfilled their purpose. Yoga is a great adventure. I think it is the greatest adventure of all. It will take you into completely new territory and confront you with the tallest peaks of spiritual realization and the deepest trenches at the bottom of your own unconscious. If you allow yoga to transform you, it will do so at the physical, mental, moral and spiritual level. Whatever type of yoga you pursue, in the end it will set you inwardly free. It will bring you understanding and joy and the capacity to face any situation fearlessly. So, what is yoga? Even after four decades of studying and practicing yoga, I'm still stumped whenever someone asks me to define it. Yoga is so vast, so diversified, that I can always think of an exception to the rule. But let me try once again to define it. The word yoga stems from the Sanskrit language and has very many meanings. For our purposes, two meanings stand out. Union and discipline. So what kind of union, you might ask? What kind of discipline? In order to do justice to yoga, we need to be truly comprehensive in our explanation. So I would like to say that yoga is the art and science of disciplining the body-mind. Disciplining in what way? By uniting or integrating all the aspects of our being. I know this still sounds a bit vague, but the meaning of this definition or description if you like, will become clear in due course. Why do I say yoga is an art and a science? Well, it's an art because we need to approach the practice of yoga as a good painter would approach a painting, with inspiration, with clarity, depth of feeling and determination. And yoga is a science because its overall effects are predictable, at least so long as we follow the rules. Precisely how and when the effects of yoga will manifest in each case is not so predictable. The reason for this is that every person is a little different. A little while ago I spoke of yoga as being highly diversified. Why is that so? Well. After 5,000 years of evolution, I think, we must expect a great deal of variation. You could say yoga is an ongoing experiment. Everyone will experience yoga in their own unique way. And then if they are teachers, they pass their learning on to their own students. And they in turn will experience yoga in a manner that is quite unique to them, and so on. 
An important question that we must ask when explaining yoga is, what is its purpose? Here right away we must distinguish between traditional yoga and contemporary yoga. All traditional yoga has the purpose of setting us inwardly free. It doesn't matter which form or branch of yoga we are talking about. It always revolves around this pivotal, if elusive thing called freedom. Regardless of our position in life, regardless of external circumstances, we can enjoy inner freedom. Yoga seeks to put us in touch with the dimension of spirit which is inherently free. By contrast, much of contemporary yoga as practiced in most health clubs, for instance, is not about inner freedom, but about fitness and health. Of course, there's nothing wrong with fitness and health. They are just not objectives of traditional yoga, not even their now so popular Hatha yoga.